Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we are here today to go over minute number 15 of Ghostbusters with you. Brady, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. Well rested. Good. I'm glad to hear it because we got uh, an exciting week here. We're going to go over minute 15 today, minute 16 tomorrow, and then, and then... On Wednesday, we have a special guest lined up. We're going to have Christopher Stewart of ProtonCharging.com and the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Rib here on both Wednesday and Thursday of this week to chat about Ghostbusters, uh, how Ghostbusters has affected his life, and uh, we're going to discuss uh, those crazy minutes. Yeah, so. I mean, if, if there was ever, you know, an, a Ghostbusters aficionado, it's it's him. I mean, he just is a wealth of knowledge, and it's super entertaining, so I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah. putting those episodes out there. He's been running the uh, ProtonCharging.com since 1995, so this is a guy who saw Ghostbusters in the theater in 1984. Uh, you and I did not. We had to wait and watch it on Betamax <laughs> later yeah, in our that's lives. Right, yeah. But uh, but for him, he's been living it the whole time. So uh, really looking forward to talking to him and getting his uh, input on Ghostbusters. So if you're ready, I'm ready. You want to go ahead and jump into minute number 15? Let's do it. Okay, so if you remember in minute number 14, the previous scene, Bankman and Ray were talking about going into business for themselves just after being kicked off of campus. Minute 15 picks up where Ray is talking about the ecto-containment system and how it will, re- will require funding. Ray asks Venkman where they will get that kind of money. When asked where the capital will come from, Venkman takes a swig of liquor and replies, I don't know. At 15.13, the boys emerge from the Manhattan City Bank, having just secured a third mortgage on Ray's family home. At 15 minutes, 20 seconds, Venkman assures Ray that everyone these days has a third mortgage. Ray questions why they are, if they are all at 19%, though. At 1530, Egon pulls out a very tiny calculator and informs Ray that within the first five years, the interest alone comes to $96,000. At 1535, Venkman says that they are on the breakthrough of the greatest defensive science of the next decade. At 1538, Venkman refers to their new enterprises, professional, paranormal, investigations, and eliminations. At 1541, Venkman says with greedy glee, that the franchise rights alone will make them rich beyond their wildest dreams. At 1547, we finally see the iconic hook and ladder number 8 firehouse. At 1552, Venkman tells the realtor that the building seems a little pricey for a unique fixer-upper. At 1558, Egon says that he thinks the building should be condemned, and thus ends minute number 15 of Ghostbusters. Now, this is a really funny minute. There are a lot of jokes packed into this minute. Uh, Yeah, a a lot of like dry humor from an adult movie that you know that uh joking about mortgages and things like that you know that's not in a kid film so i love the comedy of this movie because it goes from uh, almost slapstick type stuff having seeing people get slimed to kind of like the eerie horror comedy to just really dry stuff like yeah it's, it's never been done so well as in this film i think yeah it, it, it that blending of like adult humor plus child humor and it's seamless so this is a nice follow-up to the previous discussion that we had about the libertarian principles of Ghostbusters. We get right into the economics of how they secure the capital to start up the Ghostbusters. And these days, I don't know that you would see people going into business themselves like this. They would probably try to find some angel investors or something like that, or maybe go spend a weekend with a prince in Abu Dhabi or Dubai and convince yeah. them that, you know, hey, if you invest in our stuff, you know, we'll give you a 10% return on it. That's how I do it. Yeah, exactly. And um, I... I I don't know that anyone would take a third mortgage out on such a risky venture. Yeah, but these are, you know, just the most inexperienced uh, people. I'm like, it, it would make sense that Peter would know to, like, make a move like this in order to pull something off. But even more so, the fact that he's willing to, like, put his friend's financial stability on the line. Yeah. 
you know, because, hey, if this doesn't work, it's on Ray. It's not on me. Yeah, Vinkman just walks away scot-free and maybe just doesn't pick up the phone when he sees that Ray is calling in the future. (laughs) Which is either the fact that, like, Peter's just, you know, that that self-centered or he has that much confidence in this idea. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think that after seeing the gray lady down in the basement and his trust in Egon's abilities as a scientist, I think he does think that they're going to make a return on this. And of course, like he says, the franchise rights, which we know some of the early drafts of Ghostbusters, the whole idea was a kind of a war between these different Ghostbusting franchises. Yeah, it was like an industry. Yeah, it took place in space and all this weird stuff. But um, yeah, I I think this is kind of a, a holdover from that idea. Uh, in the script, but I think he probably is right. Uh, they could have made a lot of money on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. If it was handled the way that, you know, he saw in his head, which of course we'll later see in the commercial that they produced that it's, it's not quite what Peter had in mind. So there is a very familiar face that pops up later, a uh, character actor from anyone who was watching eighties movies. Of course, we're not the best linguist, but it's spelt as it would sound phonetically, I guess, Jim Ignani. So I'm thinking maybe Jim Ignani or something. Jim Ignani, okay. Possibly. Anyway, so. her first name's Rhoda, so that's how we'll refer to her. But yeah, she was um, she plays the realtor in the film, and uh, you used to see her pop up all over TV throughout the 80s and 90s, and a lot of stuff like Friends and Jake and the Fat Man, all kinds of stuff. She's got one of those faces like Stephen Tobolowski, the character actor that you see. You know, he's the guy Ned Ryers that uh, yeah, yeah, is punched in um, Groundhog Day. That you just see him and you kind of like. I know this person. I was watching The Insider the other night, and he's in that. Is he? Yeah, really? Yeah. It's a crazy little cameo in a movie that I wouldn't really expect to see him in. But, um, yeah, it's actually funny that in an original, one of the uh, early drafts of the screenplay, it's said that she's with Century 21. And I guess they just realized that that wasn't, you know, a vital piece of information. But apparently her blazer is like a standard Century 21 piece of their uniform or something like that. And it's not named in this movie what realtor she's from. No, no. Uh, So... We get some interior shots, excuse me, the exterior shots of the hook and ladder number eight, and the interior shots are actually of a condemned, or not condemned, but an out-of-service firehouse in yeah. Los Angeles, correct? This is enter the, the firehouse, the Ghostbusters headquarters. And you know what's interesting is like, they're treated almost like superheroes, and they have all these different iconic things that, you know, Batman has his Batcave, and the mm-hmm. Batmobile, and they have their sort of Batmobile, and their arsenal, just like he would have his arsenal of weapons and things like that. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. So the exterior is the hook and ladder number eight, which is located on 14th North Moore Street, and that's in the Tribeca area of the New York borough of Manhattan. The interior shots are at 225 East 5th Street, Los Angeles, California. So again, kind of like the earlier library stuff, the exterior shots are of the New York library basement shots of the Los Angeles Public Library. So uh, it must have cost a lot to shoot in New York at that point. You know, they tried to just get their exteriors, turn around, head back to L.A., where everybody can drive home at night. So. (laughs) Uh, the hook and ladder number eight is still in service, but like I said, the interior shots, those are not. So I think we were talking the other day about there's a guy on the internet. Adam the Woo. Adam the Woo is his name. Now, he's like an urban explorer, right? Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel where he actually finds his way onto a lot of the time abandoned properties like amusement parks and things like that. Um, I'm using air quotes, finds his way onto. Yeah, finds yeah. his way. And uh, But I mean, there's some stuff like Jazzland, uh, the... Six Flags Park that was in New Orleans, in New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, that had to be shut down after Hurricane Katrina, and he finds his way, if you will, uh, onto that, and just you know different things, different things like that backstage in some places in like Disney World and things like that. But uh, anyway, one of them was him going into the interior of the firehouse in Los Angeles, and it's hmm. it was either abandoned and he's in there while they're like making renovations, but it was at a time where they were doing it for preparation for Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, really? Yeah, and like crumpled up in the corner is the original Ghostbusters uh, emblem. 
Oh, sign. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's still in there, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's, that's insane. And I think also he may had gone to the one in New York as well, correct? That I'm not sure. Okay. I, I think I saw that, but uh, we'll put those up on the Facebook page today. So if you're hearing this, check out the page later. We'll have those. Uh, again, his name is Adam the Woo, and the, he goes in all sorts of crazy adventures. And, yeah, and, check him out on YouTube. So uh, I found out that the hook and ladder number eight is actually down the street from the staging area for the foam scene later in the movie. Really? Yeah, there's a vacant lot there that during production they used. It's it's just a block at, oh, down from the uh, the number eight. I guess it's where they, where they had all the foam stored, or maybe they doused people with foam and film them running around so all this stuff was uh within a very close range of each other so i got a little bit of sticker shock whenever egon told ray that within the first five years the interest alone came to ninety six thousand dollars yeah that's ninety six thousand dollars in 1984 money yeah that is an insane amount Mm -hmm. on an interest charge in fact uh in 1984 the average 30-year mortgage fixed mortgage on a home was 13.94 percent do you know what it is as of last month, 2016? No, it? it is 3.57 percent. Yeah, so Jeez. yeah, it's crazy to think about how much the, the housing market fluctuates. So that about wraps it up on all the notes that I have for this scene. But let's talk again about our upcoming episodes uh, this week with Christopher yeah. Stewart. Uh, really looking forward to that. Christopher was very gracious to to give us his time this week to talk about minutes uh, 17 and 18 from Ghostbusters, and, and those will be the minutes to introduce Dana Barrett and Lewis Tully. Yeah, that's right. Played by Sigourney Weaver and uh, Rick Moranis. He said that he's, uh, you know, a frequent listener of Ghostbusters Minute, and I got to tell you, his his podcast, uh, the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip, is something I listen to every day. Epi- you know, I'll listen to episodes over and over again. It's a weekly podcast, so if you're, I don't know why you would be coming to Ghostbusters Minute if you haven't heard of the Ghostbusters Inter- Interdimensional Crossrip. But in case you haven't, that's a weekly podcast. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are are downloadable yeah go check it out yeah so all right well we'll be back again tomorrow with minute number 16 which will be further into the hook and ladder number eight firehouse we got a little bit more firehouse facts for you <laughs> and of course race sliding down the uh the, the pole there at the ghostbusters headquarters so thank you again for joining us i'm kyle i'm brady and we're here to remind you that death is but a door time a window we'll be back ghostbusters minute is a fan-supported podcast to become a supporter, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gbminute. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, Instagram at ghostbustersminute, and visit our website at ghostbustersminute.com, where you can find merchandise such as t-shirts, stickers, and free balloons for the kids. Balloons subject to not being free, nor real. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.